So, before you know it, Todd and I find ourselves smuggled into a shipment skiff, and we're on our way to the Gorefields. And once we're there, and I see him, leather jacket, the black, the blue, the green. <laughs> well, after a while, I feel a song coming on. It's finally my chance to start a new romance who knew it could have happened to me. A different kind of guy king, the way he makes my heart sing could only mean it's meant to be. He's gonna take the salt king down. I can almost even see it now. In his blood, Wolfram will fucking drown. As I crush his tiny crown beneath my feet into dust oh i just can't wait for my dear sabrina i'm just so elated for my daughter to me you've taken what's so dark from bodies torn apart the Fields a work of art for us a new star. Wake up to the job at the bell. No sweat now feeling swell. And gee golly, it's a beautiful day. You're gonna burn my troubles away. I'm going. Yeah, um, I think Austin's starting to get over overdunked. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's like how I've been really over socialized and I can't speak to anybody now. Austin's like I've been I've been tormented for like four years. You start put you put the cookie in the milk too many times and it just comes all the fuck apart. <laughs> it crumbles. I mean, I've been told the brain stops developing at like twenty two, so you're not that young, right? I thought I was twenty five. It is 25. <laughs> Chris just stopped filling up 22 and assumed everyone else is the same. Uh, I was like, what? Wait, you guys got three extra years? What the fuck? <laughs> yes, that's right. We got three extra years. <laughs> Last we left this adventure, uh, Lola Beans and Sabrina Wolfram had met with Duke Pendergrass uh, asking for information about conduits and I guess probably also Sabrina's mom, although that didn't come up as much because... Well, he was fucking... Sabrina was given the choice and went, yeah, but 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 both. That's how Austin's tests work. The the group <laughs> agreed to do a little errand for the Duke in exchange for the information they want, which is to investigate the orange grove and see who keeps wrecking all those trees. Oh fuck yeah. I forgot it was an orange grove. <laughs> that wasn't for you specifically, but in hindsight it is a little gift and you're welcome. Thank you very much. Is it all oranges or is it all manner of citrus fruits? Well, you have to go through some fields to get there. So uh, you are given general directions, but uh, while you are on the way there, why don't you make uh, some kind of roll? How many tangelos can I pocket? 
It depends on your role. All right, I'm going to roll survival. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the classic Tangelo roll. Yeah, classic Tangelo or Tangerine or I don't really like grapefruits. I don't think anybody really likes grapefruits. I know someone who likes grapefruits. That's true. I do, too. 16. Give me them lows. That was a weird lie. Uh, <laughs> Chris, would you like to play Dungeons and Dragons with me? I'll wait. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to bide time. So that was a successful roll and I have a negative. So, you know, just statistically speaking, wouldn't make sense to roll, right? <laughs> That's just how logic works. I'm scared, Austin. Hold me. Okay, so paint me this picture. You've succeeded, Lola Beans. You and Sabrina leave the Duke's Vineyard and start going on the way to the Grove. Um, because Chris just chose not to roll, let's say Sabrina is thoroughly not paying attention. She's deep in her own thoughts, um, and you are doing all the rangering right now. Also, um, plus it's easier for me to grab fruits off trees and see farther from top of a porcupine. Yeah, p- paint me the picture of this journey. Um... Well, if I know how tree groves work, there's like a little rows, right? So I like to think, just think we're riding down a row, and I'm just like snatching them every snatch I can get, uh, and trying Lauren to. Lauren Morgan, every snatch I can get. Every snatch I can get. <laughs> twenty twenty. My birthday's in two weeks, people. Hey. Okay. No, no, no. Don't leave that in. They'll, they'll think I want to fuck them. No. Uh, I'm just like you know, just uh, whistling it. No, I can't be. I can't whistle and jug blow. Can the exploring and traveling theme from Lost be playing while we're doing this? Nobody knows what that is. <laughs> I know what that is. I, I, I know a lot of people know what it is. Michael Giacchino is a very famous composer who makes awful puns in all of his musical tracks. So, you know, good and evil with everything, really. <laughs> Chris, what music's going to be in the background is going to be between you and the HBO executive, so I don't want to get in the middle there, but I would like if you would add something to uh, Sabrina's characterization in the opening shot of this episode. Uh, I would like her to be confidently trudging forward because she has blocked out that dilemma from earlier. Doesn't matter. Stupid adult. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Oh, boy. You're definitely going to get everything. Gotta go beat something up. How good is Sabrina at catching things? Uh, probably not great. <laughs> I was gonna try to playfully throw a Tangelo at you, but I want to roll to see how badly I fuck it up. Um, I'm gonna roll athletics to throw Sabrina a Tangelo as a snack without hitting her in the face. I rolled a nine. I mean, this sounds like a callback to the snowball fight from like episode two. You think we remember that? I do. <laughs> I'm on this show with you. I know. There's just a lot of things that happen. There's bats. There's more bats. There's monsters. Listen. I thought you said baths as in bathing and... You see, what you discover what? is every episode of Dice Funk is the Hot Springs episode. <laughs> it's just how it is. Every scene is in a different hot spring. Well, but it's just like... My memory of it is so bad that that could have been true. (laughs) (laughs) Unless we specifically say there's no hot spring in the scene, there is one. It's always implied. (laughs) Please, for the love of God, Sabrina, react to being hit in the face with a piece of fruit. Come on, give me something. Why? (laughs) I thought you wanted a snack. Do you normally throw food at people's face? Well, no, but I've got bad aim. So then why would you do that then? 
it felt like it could lighten the mood. I don't know. Just trying to have some fun. I really don't think you thought that one through all the way. And it's just mean. It's just really mean. I know. I was trying to give you a healthy snack. Like when you go to a soccer game and the kids all get orange slices. So you threw it at my face to do that. No, I was aiming for your hands, but I'm small and weak at throwing. Well, I feel very offended and I'm hurt. I'm sorry. Would you would you like a, a sloth kiss? Not really. Maybe it'll heal you of that bad attitude. Hey. No, I'm just kidding. Are you alright? You seem weird. You're weird. Oh well, yeah, but I'm always weird. Where's this thing? I feel like maybe we should have, uh, like, investigated this more rather than just going in blindly, but, you know, YOLO. Can I attempt a knowledge check to see if I know anything that might eat fruit like this? <laughs> I'm sorry, anything that might eat fruit. That's so many things. So 19 succeeds. Serena, could you ask a more specific question? So, do I have a general idea if there's something that we're hunting, or if there's something specifically that kind of eats these fruits in this area? Um, you succeeded, so I'll say um, you think that th- that just walking up to the trees and just standing there, like with your thumb up your butt, probably not successful. Um, making yourself obvious, you won't be able to observe any phenomena. Probably you got build blinds. What like a tree blind blinds. for hunting? Like, like, yeah. Yeah, actually, so, so if I can modify that, I would say all the gore fields are, like, different crops, all planted in this blood-red soil in, like, different uh, regions, right? So you went by uh, potatoes earlier, you went by, I think, wheat and cabbages. You're on your way to the orange grove, but on the way there, I'd say, like, there's some... There's a cornfield that has really good, um, like, is really good cover if you want to hide amongst the rows. Oh, okay. I was like, can I rub mud on myself? <laughs> okay. You want to become Arnold Schwarzenegger at the end of Predator. Well, because Sabrina can turn invisible, right? You have visibility. I do. I also have a pretty Actually. good stealth check, but uh, I'm uh, trying yeah. to decide if what we're trying to do should be hiding or not. Yeah, I would say with a 19, you think if you hide in, in the cornfield next to the grove and observe the trees, that's probably your best chance at figuring out what's going on. All right. Yeah, I guess we'll do that. All right. Um, yeah, so why don't you two uh, describe how you do that and how the, if your conversation continues as you're kind of waiting amongst the corn. Mm. I'm real sorry for hitting you in the face with that citrus fruit earlier. I, did, I really didn't mean to. It's fine. It'll go away. Do you like citrus? Would you? I can peel it for you. I'm not hungry. Well, there's also juice. You can just like drink the juice. You want some juice? I'm not thirsty. Okay, well, if you need anything, I'm here. I'm just gonna be drinking juice and petting Stuart and setting up corn cornfield blinds, which sounds like it's a blind to hunt the cornfield, but it's a blind within the cornfield. I know it's confusing. Did they used to make mazes of these? Mazes of what? Of corn. I read it in a book once. They had labyrinths and a minotaur in them. Oh, not I. I thought corn was like crop circles. Can they? Can they use corn for two things? You know, I'm. 
I'm uh, surprised every day by the things I learn about this curious world. How many uses of corn there are? Corn's stupid. It's rough and it gets everywhere. Fuck it. Oh, fuck it. off. I hate it. It's you know like I eat popcorn. I eat, I eat cornbread, but like get that yellow stuff out of my face. So this is an inside joke between me and Lauren. The audience is not getting, which is Lauren's a notorious corn I hater. Hate corn. She hates corn. I like things made with corn, but like corn itself, I hate it. I hate it. I don't know why. I hate it. Uh, okay, so you're waiting in this. Uh, you're waiting in these these amongst these rows and discussing all the uses for corn, which I thought was going to go in one direction and really didn't end up anywhere near there. So why don't you all roll perception to see what you <laughs> what see? What did you think it was going to go to? I don't know. I mean, I do. I'm just not going to say it. <laughs> you know, maybe a conversation wow. about hey, the crit. difficult moral choice that needs working through of how you're going to deal with the, the two things that apparently you have to choose between. <laughs> Laura. <laughs> <laughs> Laura, thank you for knowing what we're doing. <laughs> what? All right, so I rolled a nine. Yeah, Sabrina, you absolutely crit. Uh, so what has happening here is Lola's trying to build herself a little corn fort. Uh, you know, presumably <laughs> I am. That's exactly what it is. She like loses the plot of trying to build a blind to watch the neighboring orange grove, and instead <laughs> just builds herself a little fun house. Just uh, like starts playing house with Stuart and Sloth Green. No, it's it's supposed to be like a like a bunker. Yeah, <laughs> I was thinking like a little tree house, like you're playing house. I know, like a little, like a little concrete bunker I made. Oh no! Okay. Um, oh, it's like a hut. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. Like the creature can't get I was in like, my hut. Like, what the hut. fuck are you guys talking about? A blind? Oh, <laughs> now it makes a lot more sense. I, of all everyone on this show, I would have assumed Chris had the most experience hunting. I guess I was wrong. No, I it, it PA. It's a big thing, but I never went on it. Yeah, that's why. Too many. There were too many Pokemon to catch. You don't need a blind to catch them. <laughs> Sabrina, you crit, so I'm going to give you everything, which is that while Lola is doing this, um, you know that this isn't going to be particularly helpful, especially because she's not paying attention. And I think you just like climb up on it to see across the rows, and you see uh, not near the grove, but behind you, uh, like rustling through the corn, there is a creature coming near you. Uh, not immediately like pouncing, but it's clearly uh, reacting to your presence. And because you create, you have uh, like full authority to do whatever you want in this situation. God damn it! Is if it's a corn golem, I'm gonna kill you. I would like to use a stealth check to get closer without uh, alerting it that I'm there, so I can get kind of a closer look before it's right on top of us. All right, you crit, so you get advantage. Uh, I got a twenty for the first roll and a twenty-one for the second. So 21. Yeah, I mean, you succeed as much as anyone succeeds. So Sabrina has control of this situation. T tell me how you stealth. All right, so I want to I get down all fours. And I want to shift through the cornfield. Like, uh, I solid snake style. I know there's a word for it, but I'm just going to call it that, despite having never played any of those oh, games. I was going to say, like, uh, a dog? So I'm going to get like real, real close in there, and I want to, like, Use like two fingers. I want to peel back a small section of corn. Not enough, not to disrupt anything. Just enough to spy on this little guy. Yeah. So Sabrina, you leave uh, Lola to her little corn hut, and you go uh, do on a stealth mission into the corn maze. You uh, sneak around behind some plants, kneel down, pull apart a little corn veil, and you find yourself looking at a small animal. Um, this animal has half of the features of a fox. And uh -huh. half of the features of a chicken. 
Ah! A chocks, if I love you will. It. A ficken? A ficken or a chocks. What's decided as a family? Chocks sounds nasty. Why not both? It's a ficken chocks. <sighs> a, a chocks I'll... sounds like a sex thing. Ficken really sounds like it's a slur or something. Like in my mind, I feel like <laughs> Is it's that the choice we have? A slur and a sex thing? Well, I mean, you always pick you always pick the sex thing. Yeah, I guess. But... Yeah, sorry. On Dice Funk, we don't really truck with slurs, so it's gonna have to be chocks. it's gonna have to be chocks. Um, how cute is it? Uh, one to ten. Um, yeah, so I think it's actually pretty cute. It's got like little chicken legs, a little fluffy chicken butt and chicken tail, and little, um, like tiny little wings. But then from like up there, it's like mostly fox, like fox head. So it's just like a duck with a uh, dog's down instead of a duck bill and big ears. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're, I don't know why you've substituted duck for chicken. Chicken was working fine. <laughs> I don't know. Because they have longer noses. Uh huh. So it'd be more. I, <laughs> they're both birds. What's wrong with me? I don't know. I what I'm really thinking about though is the noises it would make. Because chickens make very distinct noises, but the only noises I've ever seen foxes make are terrible screams. They're like the same noises as chickens make a lot of times. Chickens have the same noises as foxes. You're saying when they're screaming, yeah. When they're like being rowdy, I did not it's know. Very that. similar. I feel like there's a song that could could help. Fuck off. No, Fuck off. No, this is not 2000, what, fucking 11? I don't know. I, I, we're going to need a fuck off counter. How many times in this episode I'm going to say fuck off? <laughs> um. So is is he covered in, when I'm not there, but is he covered in juice? Covered in juice? Uh, no. Uh, Sabrina, he's been stealing all the oranges. You succeeded on yourself, so you, you sneak up behind this little guy, and you see that this thing actually has the perfect blend of predator and prey instincts. So it is, it is both stalking you, but also incredibly alert to run at the slightest moments notice so it it is like very low to the ground if you hadn't crit and then crushed your stealth roll like it could slip away from you but you've snuck around behind it and it's like very um stealthfully watching lola build her little corn hut with its like beady little fox eyes but you see its little chicken legs are like ready to run at a moment's notice so it, it doesn't actually seem dangerous at all all right uh i would like to cast sleep yes and I'm going to cast it at a second level spell. I want to try to knock it unconscious uh, before we can have anything be a big issue. So I was about to say throw a blanket on it. So 41. Oh, yeah. The chalks immediately keels over and falls asleep. Just, just keels over. Then I will grab Lola's attention by throwing, uh, I don't know, whatever fruit we were talking about, a big ear of corn at her. Yeah, just start pelting her with corn. That's good. Yeah, I'm just going to throw a big thing of corn at her and so just say... A fantasy of yours, Austin? Is this <laughs> one of your animals? Can't you talk to it? Maybe it knows what's going on. Oh, look at that guy. Look at that little guy. Yeah, uh, Sabrina like walks out of the corn just holding this thing by its feet and it's just dangling its <laughs> body. I'm picking up like a baby. I don't know what you're supposed to do with it. I'm gonna give the the chalks my hut. Okay, you put the chalks inside the hut, and now he has a little house. Yeah, so he feels safer. Or she. I but feel like also... the first two animal companions you have are are male. Do you want to have a female animal too? Yeah, yeah, because the 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 cat dragon was a lady, but I can't 
She she left. She big. The cat dragon was part of your conduit, which is like once per long rest, you can summon an animal to help. This is just an animal yeah. in the environment. All right. Um, her name is Sandra. Okay, cool. Um, and this is her house, and there's a little, there's like a little square window, so she can view the the orchards to see what's coming. Mm-hmm. Um, so now we're all we're all safe. Okay, so Lola and Sabrina, why don't you two work on your plan for the Grove? Let's cut over to everyone else. I guess Chris, you really can't take a break because you are going to be another character. This is going to be really on Lauren. I just wanted to do a stakeout and put a animal in a house. So last we left the rest of the party, you were talking to Charlie, the leader of the moles here in the Gorefields, about your plans for what uh, Amy thinks is a rebellion, but just which is kind of, but it's actually kind of like a double cross rebellion. Yeah, I'd say so. You know, it's a short term versus long term rebellion versus revolution. Um, so the three of you, that's Vindros, Corton, and Gentleman Branwell, are working in the sugarcane fields with the moles, just macheteing up these, uh, these, this cane. Um, as Charlie kind of goes over the situation, mm-hmm. uh, she says that, you know, they haven't been just sitting around waiting for a savior to fall from the sky. There are active pockets of resistance against the God King all over Wormwood. Uh, they're just being very careful because a number of years ago there was an Athar rebellion and the God King just murdered all of them uh it was very bad they were crushed and uh just no one wants a repeat of that so they're being very careful well yeah because nobody wants to get caught you want it to be a success don't you yeah but it's going to make it a lot more difficult for you to help us because you're going to have to be tactful about it and considering your let's say proclivities you don't seem like the tactful sort I can be tactful. Charlie looks over at Vindros for confirmation. I have never known a more tactful person in my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, what do I have to roll to, to sell that? <laughs> uh, deception. That sounds like a lie to me. Uh, I See, I just took it as she didn't know a whole lot of people. I mean, that's a bit of, bit, bit of both. Bit of both. Uh... That's a 13. Actions will speak a lot louder than words. What you're going to need to do is to convince the other leaders of the resistance of your intentions. Whether or not I believe you is going to ultimately be meaningless if the rest of the leaders don't believe you. So So who do I need to speak with? Well, the main pockets of rebellion are the moles here in the Gorefield who work for the Duke, who have our freedom. There are the bat folk of the glass forest. There are the insect folk of Harp City and then the Tarek of Absinthia. Well, we already have some pretty good relationships among most of those groups. The Tarek really are the only ones we haven't already had some kind of interaction with. I think this is going to be easier than you expect. Yeah, so she doesn't know about the journey you've gone on, but you actually have already uh, gotten the bat folk as allies. Uh, you probably need to talk to Diana again to confirm that, but I don't think you really need to roll for the fact that she is the leader of the bat folk resistance. Yeah. Uh, you did not make contact with any le- uh, resistance leaders in Harp City, but you have been there, and so that's and something. we do know, wh- and we'd know where to go. We'd know how to find them. You, yeah, you you hard. have done some legwork there. 
you've met the leader of the moles in the Gorefields, Charlie. You're speaking with her currently at this moment. <laughs> um, and you haven't been to Absinthia. That was the other main location on the map you got in yep. the library. So once you go there, you will meet the Tarek, who I don't know if any of you in character know what that word means. Maybe a history role? Sure. That seems like a good idea. I like history roles. Uh, 12. Roll 20 has been historically so, you know, thoughtful. 15. Bramrell quit. Hold on. Can I say that again? Bramrell quit. No, hold on. Mouth's <laughs> bad. Are you okay, bud? Bramwell crit. GB crit. <laughs> my my dude ball crit. <laughs> well, I'm going to leave all that in just in case we need it for your medical diagnosis at a later date. It's not the first time. Okay, so with a crit and a 15, the, the party succeeds extremely well, and I'm going to put an image of a Tarek into the roll 20. For the audience, this is a Dark Sun species. They are kind of like the settings uh, orc equivalent. Dark Sun has a lot of, like, what if regular D&D, but gritty. And this is kind of gritty orcs. They have a... Um, because orcs needed to be gritty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, they are like hairless humanoids, extremely muscular. Um, they have kind of pointed ears, um, but they they have an almost like ape like quality. It's um, you know the um the the recent Planet of the Apes remakes. It's like uh, that like that level of intelligent, super strong ape kind of creature. Damn, they blew it all up. They really did. Um, but they are considered like the premier physical threat of Dark Sun. Like this is the kind of thing, except for maybe giants. Like, if you don't want to get into a arm wrestling contest with a Tarek, which I'm probably mispronouncing. I don't know anyone has said it out loud since, like, the 90s, but that's T-A-R-E-K. Um, and that's apparently the species that you're going to need to make uh, inroads with in Absinthia, which is the other main location uh, in Wormwood, to your knowledge. So... Now you kind of know the lay of the land as far as like all the political situations. If you, if you get all these people's trust and coordination, you may be able to lead a successful coup against the God King. Well, it's good to have a goal. Yeah. Up until now, the main goal of the, the campaign has basically been find Sabrina's mom. And then the, you know, the cult stuff was kind of like a nebulous. Maybe we'll figure it out along the way. But now you kind of have a more concrete goal. If this is a Ubisoft. We're figuring it out along the way. Yeah. If yeah. this is a Ubisoft game, your journal would update and it would have like four submissions, like gain the trust of the moles, gain the trust of the Tarek, gain the trust of the bat folk, and gain the trust of the insect folk. And it's all under the subheading, which is like God King Coup. Of course, if it were a Ubisoft game, we'd be complicit in a system of worker abuses. Yeah. Also, we now have an excuse to drag Sabrina on a quest and go, no, 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 we, we went across the whole fucking country looking for your shit. Now you got to come help us with our shit. In her defense... <laughs> She did already do one of your things for you. <laughs> yeah, she did break the white glass demon. Um, but yeah, so Sabrina also will open a lot of doors just because as a royal, she will give the mm -hmm. rebellion legitimacy. And uh, how you want to handle that is up to you. But um, it's a lot easier to do a coup if someone in the line of succession is on your side than if you are just randos. Yeah. So I didn't yeah. realize this. we're going to get so Game of Thrones here. <laughs> I didn't know I was going to say line of succession on my podcast. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm going to start building up a sigil. <laughs> it's going to be a cafe bar and he's uh, resting in a hot spring with an orange on his head. Um, all right. So that's what you're talking about. Do you have any questions for Charlie? She is the kind of coordinator here uh, of the of the mole 
arm of the rebellion. So any questions you have about this particular quest uh, are best answered by her. Are there any, like, secret code words we can drop to be like, hey, are you chill, are you down with the resistance, so that we don't have to just walk up to people who might not be down with the resistance and go, hey, are you down with the resistance? Yeah, some means of identification would probably be good to have. That's a good question. So, um, in what you guys want to brainstorm with me an answer to that question? I don't have anything prepared. I'm just going to be 100% honest, but this might be a, a good opportunity for collaborative storytelling. What do you think would be a good way to identify members of the resistance? Well, there could be a passphrase, you know, like a code phrase that's used uh, by members, you know, like shibboleth. <gasps> what <gasps> if it's like One Piece? <laughs> In the Alabasta arc where there are shapeshifters, so everyone draws an X on their arm and then wraps it up in paper. So you show the X as a sign of your friendship. All right, someone reset the One Piece counter. There's <laughs> zero days since One Piece reference. Can we just take every good idea from One Piece? There's so many. And then there's the bad ones. Let's not do those. But the good ones. I, I mean, I like the idea of something more material than a passphrase, because this is a world yeah. in which mind-reading magic is like level yeah, one. A child can read a mind, basically. So that kind of information is very easily gained. Something physical it does have an appeal, but I would I would have like a layer of security to it. It's like you could only draw the One Piece X if you've done like a material good for the rebellion. Like if you've, you know, destroyed some kind of imperial property or defended uh, an independent village or something that grants some kind of magical it's like a um a component of a spell right it's like you can only have the spell uh cast on you if you've done something for the rebellion if that makes sense yeah yeah that's really that's a really nice idea um so obviously sabrina would qualify she destroyed the white glass demon i think my thought here is that this might actually reveal that corton has not materially helped the rebellion so far hmm um, so yes, okay, good. I love this. You know what this is leading to? This is all organic improv here, baby. I hope you like this audience. Um, so yeah, you ask if there's any way that you can identify yourself to other members of the rebellion. Charlie says anyone who has helped the the independence movement so far, that's part of the components to a, a, a secret shibboleth spell that the leaders can cast on you. She could do this if you've done something and she, you're like, yeah, cast it on us, baby. And she <gasps> tries and it fails because none of you have done. Wait, wait, wait. Yes. There, surely there is something that's been done for one of the resistance groups. The uh, t taking down of the big metal golem. Yeah, that was, so that's only Sabrina was the one who broke the white glass demon. Yes, but that's not what the, the handed out to everyone prophecy says. Yes, I mean, spell components yeah. don't work on rumors, they work on truth. This is interesting, because I think later yeah. it would work, when Sabrina gets back, it'll work on Sabrina. But I think the three of you, this, the spell fails, and so Charlie says, like, so you three need to go out there into the world and actually do something to thwart the God King, and then come back to me if you want my seal of approval. Oh, I, in my head, we all helped. <laughs> no, we made it worse, I'm pretty sure. Probably. Oh, I did. So, okay, this is very interesting. So the three of you, why don't you discuss, like, ways that you could materially help the rebellion? We could provide weapons and services to them, perhaps training as well. I have experience in that sort of thing. I am somewhat of a master at arms myself. Maybe we could wash carriages and, you know, the, <laughs> use the money that we collect. Oh, my God. So this is a very juicy suggestion Bramwell just made, because arming the uh the the independence movement will be very helpful you know mm -hmm. what what weapons are made out of 
Metal? Metal. You know who was a slave in an iron mine? Uh, that is true. <laughs> Corton, I think, I mean, Gentleman Bramwell says, yeah, let's, we could arm the rebellion. And I think somewhere in the pit of your stomach, you have this awful realization that you could lead the party to the iron mine where an entire independence movement worth of metal is, but you will have to confront your past. Ugh. <laughs> that sucks. That does suck. Uh huh. Do you say that or do you just not? Mm-hmm. Well, if we're gonna arm them, that would mean we'd need weapons, right? Gosh. Do you know uh, a place that we can find? Oh. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Um, I'm just sort of working this out because, like, like you, you, I'm sure you have an armory where we could just like raid that armory, just sort of like waltz in and take the weapons and bring them back, right? That would be inside the moving castle that will kill us on sight. Right, right. So we'd need probably a safer option. Some other different, perhaps less guarded explicitly by our most threatening enemies kind of yes another location if it were out there right like uh some with raw material maybe like a mine maybe right uh mm-hmm. uh <laughs> the significant mine it'd have to be significant significant to who <laughs> well i guess significance is uh Individual to the person, would it not be? But, 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 um, um. To us, it'd be useful for the material goods, but for others, perhaps the emotional <laughs> involved would be more significant. <laughs> what a dumb, dumb thing we're doing. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Cortad, uh, sounds then. Sort of traces around in the dirt. Okay, so let's say hypothetically that I know of a mine that's full of iron and relatively not that well guarded. It's a family operation. That sounds excellent. No. Of course you would know somewhere with your wonderful, wonderful amounts of knowledge. From the good, good life you have led. My wisdom is vast. <laughs> so mean. <laughs> yeah, so Corton sort of draws out in the dirt a map, sort of tracing his path backwards from when he'd been to Harp City, City previously, which is where he would have wandered in from uh that would give direction to the mine um we're gonna need everybody though okay so vindross and bramwell uh Corton reveals the mine to you do you have any questions about his past or uh, his where, where did you discover this mine <laughs> I'm sure it oh was. I'm sure it was on one of Corton's many, many uh, religious pilgrimages. I'm sure. Well, let's just say that uh, I had a little, 
run in there. I don't know how welcome I'll be on my return. Um, what sort of trouble should we be expecting? Uh, you know, I bet they wouldn't even recognize me now. Can I roll insight on Sh- yeah, do I need to <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he can roll deception against your insight if we want to do this. Yeah, let's do this. Uh, 11. I got a six. I botched. Corton's always right. I don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> I got a 24. <laughs> Finally! The one time the roll 20 sided with Corton was to keep juicy information out of the game. Okay, fine. Be that way. <laughs> Fucking punk-ass website. Eat my ass. <laughs> oh, it knows it's gonna come out when it's opted for maximum drama. Oh god, yeah, no. The longer this stays stays bubbling, the more it's like, oh, you kept fucking secrets, huh? Yeah, I wonder how this will affect other people's view of him. Because I guess uh, it was never clear to me if Vindros knew your entire backstory. Because she said how she met you is you're running from a mob. She thought they were admirers, but they were mm-hmm. after you. But I mean. I, I it could have at some point you told her your past, but now it's confirmed you have not. No, he's yeah, not. Yeah, the the impression I've I've always had of their relationship is that Corton has always been very vague and rose tinted glasses about about everything before the two of them met. Yeah, he's really only ever talked about like the the six to eight months that he's not been in slavery. <laughs> But he's embellished all of the stories of what has happened in that time to the degree that, you know, he can just toss one in. Yeah, they could be a lifetime's worth of stories. I don't know. Right. Vindras has a very short lifespan. Her reference point for what's a life's worth of stories is a bit skewed. Well, and he doesn't actually specify, you know, he can fuck with the chronology and not say when these things happened. So it could be years apart when there could have been a couple days between the time he stubbed his toe and that that time, that, you know, and he had this crazed revelation, and that time he got into an argument with uh, a man over whether or not he had been uh, eyeing his his wife. It's you know, yeah. constant. He's a very busy man. So all of all of this could come to a very interesting conclusion. I noticed that in the first episode, Corton, you said you had been a former slave, and that your your whole uh, you know cult thing was kind of a way of dealing with the potential fallout of that and i've noticed the audience is not very sympathetic to that they've never seemed to think like oh this is clearly a traumatized man trying to deal with the abuse he suffered they're just like this is a weird sex pervert and i hate him um so i wonder if when this is revealed vindross will be like oh you poor baby you've been through so much or just be like oh so you lied (laughs) asshole yeah i don't know it's it's interesting um you know i i I, I have to say, I find the conversation that goes on in, in the audience about Corton really interesting. They do not like him, <laughs> which is fine. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I, but, and I, I get it, but it, it is interesting because uh, the comparison that I drew is that in season five, we made a cult, didn't call it that, and everyone loved it. We do love it. And it's, you know, in season seven, we start with something that is explicitly a cult, and all of a sudden, oh, it's evil and creepy. It's weird the words you use. I was going to say, in season four, everyone found the uh, corporatocracy very depressing. It was like, oh, the, the corporations rule over you and there's no hope. And I said at the time, I was like, if I said this was an evil kingdom ruled by an evil king, people were like, yeah, get his ass. But if you change, corp- you know, you change kingdom to corporation and king to C- CEO and people are like, well, you can't fight that. That's inevitable. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
And a lot of people have a lot uh, harsher opinions on drugs than you would think. <laughs> we learned from season four. I'm not still bitter. <laughs> you sound totally cool with it. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, Everyone has to have their turn doing the character that the audience goes. Mm, not sure about you. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so Lola Beans and Sabrina, what have you? Uh, what plan have you reached uh, with your new friend, the Chalks? Um, gonna stake out with the su- with the Chalks. He's a. Uh, she's part of our gang now. Can I have her? Yeah. Would you like to make her one of your uh, uh, animal companions? Yeah, I would, because she's little and she's half chicken, half fox. That seems very useful. Yeah, you can equip her like a new sword. Hell yeah, let me put... What did I say her name was? Sandra? Yeah, I remember that specifically because it's my mother's name. Oh, well now I feel weird about it. Yeah, it is weird. What about Um, Helen? It's too late, you've already done it. I've already (laughs) been traumatized, there's no point in taking it back. Um... Well, you didn't have to tell me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so all of your animal companions have mechanical um, consequences. So obviously, uh-huh. S- Stewart can attack with his quills. Uh, Soft Green can cure wounds with his healing buzzes. Um, the Chalks actually allows you to cast Hunter's Mark uh, without using a spell slot. Ooh! Hunter's Mark is like the premier... Ranger spell, it's the thing that the game presumes you'll use in every encounter. I want to say you've used it how many times this season, Lauren? Uh, zero. Mm, interesting. Uh, so when you <laughs> use that at the beginning of a fight, it's a bonus action, so it doesn't take away from the amount of arrows you can shoot, and it makes all your arrows do more damage. So it's basically like a, a cool super arrow thing you can do. So here's a fun thing I just noticed. is every All of the animals that travel with me on the daily, uh, they, they all start with S. Really? Sloth Stewart, Green, Stuart, and Sandra. Sloth Green and Sandra, and it's backwards alphabetical order, apparently, too. Interesting. Um, so now that you have a third uh, animal ability in combat, which is that you can cast Hunter's Mark with uh, the sh- with Sandra, the Chalks. Um, and that's that kind of the, the flavor of that as is as a pure combination of prey and predator uh this thing is very honed to know what a prey animal will do and how to exploit it, it can basically like cut off escape routes and uh, intimidate and just uh, otherwise bamboozle your opponent so that you can get perfect shots i'm here for it how am i gonna carry her maybe she's on my head okay top of my hat yeah okay so you put so you put sandra rides. up on the you put sandra up on top of your hat yeah she's uh she's an uh, extra lookout uh, I don't, it doesn't change it all mechanically, but I like to think that Sabrina is very clearly on edge, and it is very evident by the fact that the faintest sound of ice cracking just seems to be ambient all around her. Well, that's, that's worrisome. Okay, actually, here's what I want to do. If this is just a matter of laying in wait in the corn and seeing what happens. Why don't you both roll me constitution to deal with the stress and the fatigue of the stakeout? That's how I want to handle this. I, I want to flat fuck Friday it. Uh, I'm still going to roll constitution, but like I'm fully, I'm fully pancaked on the ground. Like a cat. I rolled a 15. Uh, crit. Well, all right, so this has been a very crit-heavy episode, huh? I'm flatter than any fuck has ever been before. <laughs> um, all right, so 
Sandra is perched on your head. Sabrina is uh, hiding behind the corn house. You all are ready for this ambush. The, it gets later in the evening. The sun starts to set here, which if you had failed, might have uh, affected your ability to uh, effectively to carry out the stakeout. But you crit, so you absolutely succeed. I think with your, your honed uh, animal instincts, you hear uh, the distant um, noise that I would I would characterize as a kind of hum is the closest. It's very deep though. Is it a bug thing? Um well you crit, so I would say that you know exactly where to go to investigate what what it is. Okay, where do we go? You lead the way. Let's go. We're going we're following this bumble. Let's go. A, what'd you say? I said bumble. I meant to say rumble. A bumble rumble? A rumble in the bumble. No, that'd be... Yeah? That'd be something inside. It'd be like if a bee ate some food that didn't agree with it. <laughs> that'd be a rumble feel... in a bumble? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I hear a noise, and so we're gonna go get it. Everybody follow me. All four of you. There's four now. Well, three animals and a, and a, and a white wolf, but... Well, yeah, white wolf. I mean, that's an animal. That's an animal. So, it's, it's, yeah. Okay, so Sabrina and Lola, you finally leave your stakeout position. I was gonna give you exhaustion if you had failed on this roll to do a stakeout because that's how stakeouts are—they're long and boring, and you get tired. But you both succeeded, and we got a crit. So you're both refreshed from your little lay down in the field. You sneak into the I'm grove, running off that new animal high. Yep. Um, also, I, sh- I guess I should have said we didn't really paint this picture when when you bonded with the the. Sandra the chalk so there was that big explosion mm-hmm. that like ripples through the corn that happened in the glass forest with the bumble sloth yeah I think I think we snooted I snooted the the chalks I snooted Sandra's suit and over we did a little snoot snoot boop and now we're friends forever um, and so you make your way into the grove and as you as you go you can see like the the tops of these trees are like destroyed um, of just huge clumps of them are missing there's um, just there's just like broken branches everywhere there's all this rotten fruit on the ground where it wasn't ripe um, like the, a good amount of them have been destroyed so it's obvious why the Duke has a problem with it um, and you're making your way towards this humming noise as the, the the night begins in earnest. So it's like getting darker and darker as you make your way towards the hum in the distance. And it's a little spooky. And I was going to play it up more, but you crit. So uh, you really, I think, Lola, have more confidence as you walk towards it and peer out from behind a tree and see a, an unmistakable shape um, at the edge of the grove. What is it? What is it? What is it? How big is this baby? Uh, very, very tall. It's a baby? Is it a baby? Uh, it's very, very, very tall. Taller than the trees. Is it a baby, though? Some would say it's the tallest land animal. Is it a really big giraffe? It's a really big giraffe. What is your hybrid for the giraffe? (laughs) Oh, no, she's caught on to my game. What have you? What gift are you giving me? As you as you look at this giraffe, it's clearly a giraffe, taller than the trees, munching away at the top of these orange trees. Uh, it turns to look at you, or in your direction. It doesn't actually spot you because so, you crit. But let's say it looks in your direction, and you're surprised to see it look in your direction with not one, not two, but three heads. Giraffe Hydra! Giraffe Hydra! It is a Hydra giraffe. Oh, I love him. 
Uh, and so it is simultaneously munching on three different trees. Oh, gosh. So we just need to find this baby some more trees. Balls in your court. This is this is an enormous animal. Um, I don't know if you're aware, but giraffes are actually extremely dangerous. So if you cut off one of its heads. No, Conrad, no. I'm just saying more heads. No, no. See, this is why I wish that uh, Lola wasn't here, because uh, this is a really, really cool combat situation, but I don't think Lola's going to let that happen. Oh, not at all. It does get more heads, Lauren. It's very cool. I know, but don't chop his heads off. It's so mean. Okay. Maybe it likes it. You should ask. <laughs> I just yell it to the giraffe. Hey, you like getting your head cut off? Uh, two of the heads turn to look at you. One continues eating the tree. Um, and this, the, the, the loud humming noise ceases. Um, I actually was listening to a bunch of giraffe noises earlier. They make a bunch of noises. They do kinds of grunts and kind of coughs. There's a cough noise giraffes do. Very interesting. <laughs> oh, they sound like me when I wake up. Okay. Yeah. Oh, God. They're, they're not particularly vocal in the wild, but they do make some noises, including this weird hum that you've been hearing. But they stop, and it's looking at you now. Hey there, partners. How are you doing this fine evening? Would you a hat tip? Uh, animal handling check? Which I should have better. Well, it's positive at least. I rolled an eight. You're a ranger. Fuck. I'm a bad ranger. The only reason I'm a ranger is so I can play with animals. God. Uh, the giraffe just turns back to the tree and continues eating. I think with an eight, I'll say, Lola, this thing does not particularly like you. So we're trying to not destroy the grove, though. But what if can we trick the Hydra to thinking every time it goes to a tree, it gets eaten up by Yuminora? Like he just devours the tree in front of it until the draft just gets uh, fed up and leaves. Uh, so that sounds like either deception or performance to use Yuminora to trick the the giraffe Hydra. Okay. Oh, or we could intimidate. Do we have pots and pans we can bang? Uh, I will roll deception. Okay. I rolled a twenty-one. Yeah. Okay. So, so Lola, you you roll up on this giraffe. You're the god of animals. You think you can handle this? Uh, and the Hydra just doesn't like your f- fucking vibe, dude. It just uh, you're just a little lizard, and you roll up thinking you're hot shit, telling it what to do, and it just basically turns its back on you. Like, fuck off. I'm hungry. Like, kiss my giant butt. And then Sabrina, tell us your plan. Uh, so Sabrina is going to have Yuminora, the uh, carbon golem who walks around in a football outfit. Uh, go up and basically devour trees that the giraffe hydra is trying to eat and basically just remove their food source from them. And hopefully after enough times, the the hydra is just going to be annoyed that something weird is happening and just leave. So if I can offer a slight alteration to the scene, I think a human being able to destroy that many trees that quickly may like introduce an element to the character that's like a little too powerful for what we're going for. What do you think about – so if – as like in the library, if human like – uh, slides out of the football uniform and into the bark of the trees and into the pulp and can kind of puppeteer the trees. So every time a hydra goes to take a bite, the tree like moves away, like pulls oh, back. Yeah, like a cartoon. Yeah. Like Bugs Bunny. Yeah. So yeah, it's a rabbit season, duck season thing where every time the hydra goes to take a bite, you and pulls away. Yeah. 
until eventually it just becomes like extremely frustrated and leaves and just figures that like these trees are not these trees are annoying slapstick is dead i hate it yeah yeah so you got a 21 so you you can succeed on this why don't you paint me a picture i think this takes a while right like this is like a couple hours of really gaslighting the giraffe which is fun to say yeah um and i want kind of lola as the god of animals who has failed here i do want some like texture on your emotional state as well watching sabrina basically just solve this problem single-handedly or double-handedly she has her baby well i mean it's uh you know we'll win some we'll lose some uh not every animal's gonna be your friend not every animal's gonna like you, but you know you win some, you lose some, which I already said. But you win some, you lose some. So I like to think Sabrina is basically kind of directing all of this, uh, and for flavor, uh, she uses football plays that she wouldn't know, but I would think would be really funny to direct Yuminora to doing it. So it's like, why? Why why slant, you know? Sluggo, sluggo. And then uh you know, that 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 helps to beat the giraffe cuz it's a dumb giraffe. You can't figure things out. Even yours too fast. You know he has the all-time single game sack record for the New York <laughs> Giants and he did it against the Philadelphia Eagles cuz fuck them. Okay, does Sabrina respond at all to Lola clearly um sad in this moment? So, I think Sabrina sees Lola and at first is a little annoyed because she's like, I thought you were the God of animals. Why can't you like in her mind, uh, Lola can just talk to animals and that's what she keeps operating under. But when she sees that she's, uh, you know, kind of withdrawing, she's going to say, yeah, nice job. I think we can go back now. Oh, yeah. Thank you for the assistance. I needed some help. No, I I was really just looking to get you and your some food. Oh, yeah. Duh. You know, two two birds, one stone. Except don't kill birds with stones. But you two in the bush? I don't know. I lost my bird analogies here. You have to keep them in a safe place. Always remember the way they are. Like your car keys, you do the pats. <laughs> car keys, wallet, bird allergies. Did you say bird allergies? Everyone has them. Bird allergies. If you bring it up, it sounds weird. I mean, I you have. You just roll straight past it. I, I, People I, say I, things that are wrong sometimes. I literally doesn't, have a bird you have to on my face right now, and I'm not having an allergic reaction. But if you thought I was allergic to birds, you're just going to sit here and let me rub my face in a bird? People say things wrong all the time, you know? <laughs> I do. Okay, I do now. Well, let's go back. Well, yeah, we did it. The, the, the hydra's gone then, so nothing should be eating any more of the duke's whatever's fruits. That'll never come up again. That's fine. We can pretend it did. They're what giraffe? I don't know. Well, no, you were really cool with the giraffe, so we tell everybody you were cool with the giraffe, but... Yeah, well, I'm just trying to also remember where we are. We're at um, the gore fields. Yeah, I think the ma- the main uh, thing that you would think to do right now would be to return to Amy because you're kind of 
acting as if you're her agent and you're getting, you know, the the yeah. the moles on your side. So if you want to report back, then that seems like it makes sense. It 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 does make sense. I mean, I don't want to talk to her, but um Well you could have just have Vindras talk to her on your behalf. <laughs> be your be your, uh, your 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 agent. <laughs> No, Vindros is not the liar that Corton is. He's going to have to do that himself. <laughs> so I think Vindros, Corton, and Gentleman Bramwell go back to the warehouse where they last saw Amy and go to her office and she's not there. Let's investigate. Yeah, let's have a look around her office. Let's split up, gang, and look for clues. Roll investigation. 15. 19. Gentleman Bramwell rolled a 14. Uh, yeah, 15 and 19, the, the party succeeds pretty handily. I would say that um, you look around the office. I said before you see a change of clothes and it's like some food and drink in here. Not that she's living here, but that she does spend an unhealthy amount of time in here. Um, you don't know where she lives, which is an interesting wrinkle I mentioned last episode and I will repeat now. Um, she's not here currently. You look through her stuff. Most of it's just like boring like amounts of how much grain is leaving, how much you know money is coming in. Uh, an interesting thing you find with your success is uh, some uh, paperwork. Basically, the paper is rare, so it's like pre- it's pretty shitty, all, all things said. But it's it looks like a list of names and different positions by them. So it'll say, like, Corton, spiritual advisor, Gentleman Bramwell, captain of the guard. Um, you'll notice that uh, Sabrina's name is not on there. Mm-hmm. Oh, what what what's next to Vindra's name? That's a good question. Um, I think maybe she has a couple of different things. What kind of things would you be interested in? This isn't something like I'm sneaking up on you. I'm asking you, what, what do you think? Well, but it is one of those things that when there is a power vacuum filled by a family member, they have a tendency to eliminate anybody who represents a threat to their position. Yeah. You don't want someone around who could usurp you and take your place. Right, because that's how you got there. Yeah. You know it works. <laughs> but Lola and Vindros, do you have um, parts, uh, you know, cabinet positions in the administration that you would enjoy? Me? Mm-hmm. Gamekeeper. Oh, fair uh, enough. No, like, obviously. I would assume some kind of medical position probably for Vindros that would work with her skill set. Oh my god, imagine Vindros in like a little candy striper outfit. <laughs> a surgeon general. Surgeon General, yeah, it's like a Vindros's warning on all the cigarettes. <laughs> uh, smoking this make 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 you look very cool, <laughs> says Vindros. Don't don't worry. If I need to do surgery on someone who's got like a, a thick carapace, I'll just get the axe baloney out. We'll get right through that. Oh God. But yeah, so that's what I'll give you for basically tossing Amy's office. Is that she seems to be on the up and up with the team and is going to reward you for your effort, except Sabrina. Also, assuming that we don't just steal the boat and ditch her. That, yeah, what you do with that information is up to you. I can't control how this campaign goes down. I'm 100% always expecting it to turn into a clown show at the drop of a hat. Well, that's good to know. But um doesn't answer the question as to where she is. Can I take Amy's little notebook thing? If you want to take it, you can. Obviously, the consequences of that are she's going to notice it's gone, and you don't really... Hmm. I was going to say you don't really need it, but maybe you will. Who the fuck do I know? I was going to say, because I'm, I'm kind of curious the names of other people. Like, is Charlie's name on there? 
Yeah, I, I bet it is. I bet she has it. She just has it like um, mole HR. <laughs> it's like really thoughtless. I think about Amy is she like definitely thinks she's doing good, but in a way that sucks. So she's like, yeah, she'll take care of mole issues, whatever that is. Mm, that seems really familiar. Like as is young on like I'm just trying to identify if these people are on there. I, I was only going to keep it for the idea of like it would be useful if we need to convince people to side against Amy to be like, hey, she doesn't even have you in her fucking business plan going forward. All right. Yeah, I mean, so the important thing for me was that Sabrina wasn't there. But if you wanted to go through, it'd be like Staples is the fucking general of the army, and Young is which really only the... just makes the case for Sabrina even worse. Like if Staples is yeah. on this list, and Sabrina <laughs> is not. <laughs> Come on, man. Young is in charge of the DMV. Uh, Zer <laughs> is. Of course he is. <laughs> Zer is going to be. Um, um, Prime Minister being fucking butthurt. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to be. He's going to be in charge of men's rights issues. Oh. <laughs> no. Uh, and Weaver is going to be in the fucking chill dude association. Um, drug, he's going to be in charge. The FDA. He's going to FDA, but like good. <laughs> I'm starting to wonder if these are real cabinet positions. <laughs> <laughs> uh, someday I'll be the prime minister being butthurt. Lauren, didn't you have a, you had a job at the Chill Dude Association? What? I don't know. <laughs> I was trying to. What are you talking about? I was about? trying to riff with you and you didn't want it. Because it makes no sense. It's a bad riff. Hey, 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 it is never a bad thing for someone to imply you had a job at the at the Chill Dude Association. <laughs> no, the first rule of improv is yes and. The second is don't say that's a bad riff. <laughs> yes and, unless it's dumb. Uh, but if you, if you consider how hard we're laughing right now, I think we both agree that that was a great thing to say. It did all work out. Okay, so you have this list. Uh, what do you do about that? Keep the information. We know what's there, what's not there. That's enough. The last thing we need is for Amy to think that we can't be trusted. She seems like the type who would, like, tape a hair over, like, a jar or something so she'd tell if anybody went in there. Oh, I mean, she could very well think that somebody was in the office. That that and That's not necessarily a problem, but... You know, we could get caught with her property. This is sort of an odd question, uh, but it's just the way 5e kind of works. Uh, is it possible to roll a perception check to see if there's like a hidden room that we're missing? I'm, I'm kind of <laughs> curious why she doesn't have a, a room or anything. Um, I think survival might be the best way to intuit uh, that information. Okay. Well, since you're not saying no, maybe there is a hidden room then. Nine. Uh, Bramwell rolled a 21. 17. Okay, here's what I'll say. As you look around, there isn't a hidden room, but a 17 and a 21 does pass. So 21, Bramwell, I'll say you're the one who figures this out, which is uh, some of the dust on the floor isn't dust. Um, it's actually, it seems to be some kind of specific um, residue of some kind that, that you recognize as being a, uh, a biological weapon. Ooh. Oh. Oh. There's like ash on your boots and you like reach down, you touch it and it like tingles on your finger and you say to the others what this is. This is this is a kind of um, I think you call it uh, smoke melon, 
which is grown here in the gore fields. And it's basically these melons that grow here. And the God King uses his troops uh, mounted on griffins flying over enemy armies, dropping them. And when they burst, they basically gas enemy troops. Oh, no. That's that's terrible. That's not good. Um, so that's being grown here. And with a 21, you succeed in knowing that. And I'd say you could probably follow uh, a trail um, in some footsteps out of here if you want to do that. Yeah, I kind of want to do that. Yeah, I kind of want to. Yeah. <laughs> so, Bramwell, you can follow the, this residue um, out on, into the fields and down a, a dirt road here away from. So there's like different plots. We've talked there's potatoes, there's corn, there's oranges, there's sugarcane, and then there's like some empty fields and there's nobody over here and the roads go in that direction. And I think even a mole like sees you going over there and just yells to the, the group and says, not allowed over there. Fuck off. <laughs> well, all right then. <laughs> None of my business. <laughs> Bye. So combative. <laughs> uh, so the three of you make your way down this road uh, to uh, the basically uh, further into the gore fields than the, the workers seem to go. Um, and at the, at the end of this road, you see a, a field of these smoke melons and a barn, a big red barn. Oh, I wonder if there's cows in there. Probably not, but... No. Nah. What would your cow hybrid animal be? So I have specifically avoided a cow kind of riff because Fallout famously has the Brahmin, and I didn't want to chomp their flavor. Oh, I don't, I don't know what that is. It's a two-headed cow. A two-headed cow? Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, so isn't he like a like a cow bear or something? Look, twenty years ago it was real exciting. Today it's a two headed cow. <laughs> Why not give something more interesting two heads? Give like a lion two like, heads. Like what if a bear had cow spots? I also don't want to do a bear riff because this whole hybrid animal thing is literally inspired by the classic D and D creature, the owl bear. So I can't do a bear riff. It already exists in canon. What <laughs> you think of that episode? <laughs> Fucking uh, Avatar. Well, this is what I was about when they... about to say: is you've got to be real careful with your animal hybrids because Avatar did them all. <laughs> yeah, well, no, the, uh, Bosco with the bear. He's just a regular mm. bear, and I'm almost so confused. <laughs> and I'm just gonna throw it out there: there's an entire island in One Piece that was nothing but half animal, half animal oh hybrid. Oh my god, it was Chris! Very earlier on, he's at the counter. Gaiman protected <laughs> it. He was stuck in a treasure chest. But it's okay. Can you go negative? Like, can there be a negative amount of days that we've gone without talking One Piece? Like, I'm just saying, I'm not bringing all of them to the show. Austin brought one that was already there. So it's like you, for every new One Piece thing you say in the episode, that counts for, like, back days. So you said, like, three things today. So that covers Monday and Sunday. Like, <laughs> <laughs> What is the, the cult team, a.k.a. the Path of the Joining, want to do about this barn and these smoke melons? That sounds like a good time if they were not bombs and that kind of well, I mean, we should probably investigate first to make sure that Amy isn't in there. Yeah, roll perception. I got. I got a four. I got a ten. I got a six. Oh, n- y'all love those melons. Yeah. Okay. So the party fails her perception, and so you saw start wandering around these uh, these smoke melon fields, looking at these things, and these they're they're very strange for fruit. They're like a, a 
grayish color, except for like at the tips where they're red, almost like a fuse, uh, where the like the the stem would be on these like pumpkin esque big melons, and so they they have a very off putting appearance. That sounds like a bob I want General Bramwell to talk to Corton for a moment, and I want him to basically say, "So these weapons here." would be monumentally dangerous to any level of combat a rebellion might use. Now, these are perhaps being grown to be used against them, but there are ethical questions at play at using these. They do not discriminate. No weapon does. It's just a matter of who's holding it. I would be of the mind to destroy these. Do any of our party know how to safely... Diffuse a bomb? Diffuse a, a bomb fruit. No, I don't think so. We could probably just set fire to the field. Oh, no. It's nature if you want to know more about this vegetable. I want to know more about this vegetable. <laughs> a gourd, I suppose. I got seven. Oh, God. Fifteen. I rolled a four. Jesus, you guys don't know anything about vegetables. No. This is a double double whammy failure because you failed your perception, which means I can ambush you, and then you failed your nature, so you don't know anything about these friggin' melons. And I, I love this because I think with the four, particularly Bramel is like talking to Corton, being like, "What do you think about the ethical implications of using these?" And Corton says, "Like, you I mean I don't think it's unfair to characterize your answer as like." ambiguous like he's basically asking would you use this and you're like well it depends on i don't know maybe what do you th- is that fair uh e- yeah i think i think it was more a matter of well what do you think because i don't have a strong feeling about it it's a tool uh-huh and bramwell what do you think bramwell believes in honor so he would prefer if combat is done in combat as opposed to just dropping something that kills everybody so I think to him, it, it, it's considered gross. So this double failure means that, Bramwell, you you think these are bad to use. And you you rolled a 4 out of 20. Not very good. And so you say to them, like, I think, Corton, you said, like, oh, we could just burn the field. And you you kneel down. And you're like, well, they're not ripe. We could just pull the, the vine out of the stem. And we should deactivate them. And you go to demonstrate this, pulling out the, the vine out of the stem and just spraying the party with choking smoke. Whoa. So ev- everybody constitution saving throw as you gas the team. Oh, man. 13. So I might have botched. Is that bad? <laughs> Is that bad to botch against mustard gas? I mean, you were the closest to the explosion. It would make sense for you to take the brunt of it. Hang on. I get, I get incredible toughness. I get advantage on this motherfucker. Fucker. Oh, that's one point better. I got a 10. <laughs> oh, that's so mean. Roll 20. Not only is it bad that you botched, uh, gentlemen Bramwell, but you also failed your perception. The whole group did, which meant I was having something sneak up on you during this scene, in addition to you gassing yourself, which is fun. <laughs> Yay. Okay, cool. So as the entire team is hit with this, this choking black cloud, um, you all are going to take, well, uh, let me see here. Oops. Lung damage, right? Uh, okay. So everyone takes eight damage from the, from the gas. Um, and then Bramwell in particular feels a sharp stabbing pain as someone stabs him in the back. Is it Staples? Uh, can I take my hammer and swing it whoever it is? 
Um, not with a botch. We're gonna have to, to get back to that in a moment. Okay. Uh, so you only take two more damage. So basically, the scene is you're all standing here looking at these melons, saying, talking about the the implications, the ethical implications of using these kind of weapons. Bramwell gasses the group, and as you're you're lost in this cloud, while hacking and coughing your lungs out, something or multiple something sneak into this cloud, sensing an opportunity for attack, and begin stabbing the group. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Uh, so Sabrina, Wolfram, and Lola Beans, you arrive back at the the vineyard. Doodle 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 doodle. We're having a great day. We're not getting stabbed today. Duke. We kill. We got. We got rid of your giraffe. Uh, you find Duke Pendergrass uh, sitting on uh, a hill with some of the, his mole workers. They're sipping wine, looking out over the field. Uh, the Duke has taken off his like workers' gloves, gloves because they're all dressed like they work the fields because they they do. Uh, although his clothes are like a little nicer. It's like he goes to like the nice overall. It's store. like the nice athleisure. Uh, is it like is it like the nice athleisure? Like you're getting the Ivy Park. You're getting like the Nike brands. Exactly. Like so he wants to uh, he wants to look like everybody else, but not be as uncomfortable. If that makes sense. And also spend a lot of money. Yeah. Um, he has these very beautiful, colorful green and blue peacock wings. Uh, but now you see he's taken off his gloves and th- he has very long pointed fingernails. I think they immediately scream demon oh. to you, Lola. You crit on knowing about Nephilim. So there's no hiding those those kind of uh, claws mm. he has. But otherwise, he looks more or less human as he sits here sipping a rosé with his workers. Uh, it was a hydra giraffe, a giraffe, uh, a hydra. I can't, I can't make it one word, but yes, that's why the hyphen, I believe. Yeah, yeah, but sometimes it's fun to kind of create a mashup like this here, chicken fox that is now mine. A uh, chox, if you a will. A chox, yeah. Her name is Sandra. That's not weird. Um, no. Why would it be weird? I would not know. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, that's what was happening to your trees. The white wolf here actually did most of the work, because I'm not a failure. It's fine. Wait, you let 10-year-old fight largest land animal? Oh, no. They can can eat 100 pounds of produce in a single day. Why would we fight it? Do you have the sheet in front of you with those facts? Yes, I will. I look at giraffe Wikipedia earlier. Oh, wait, if you didn't know what it was, then how, why were you looking up giraffe hydras? Well, this was out of character joke. I did not need to stand oh, up to scrutiny. Okay, now but I see what we're, okay. Now we are here, and <laughs> you've made it weird. Now, you know, I try to talk to it. Uh, I have a certain rapport with a lot of animals. Uh, but not with this animals, because there's a three heads, so it's like three different, three different ones, right? They each have dreams and personalities, I'm sure. Um, but, uh, we, Sabrina was able to, you know, trick it into leaving with by annoying it, so no fighting was, was done. Hmm. Well, that is very clever. Are we not concerned about long-term implications? Where, where does a beast of that size come from where does it go okay okay cotton okay. eye joe i understand that what you're saying is correct but this is not what you asked us to do okay you didn't say hey can you figure out a long-term giraffe plan 
Perhaps we'd have to make another deal in that case. Make an animal, like, sanctuary? I don't know. I am always open to deal. What uh, do you suggest? How about we answer the first deal first? I do love a deal within a deal. Uh, Some Hamlet fucking bullshit. If you'll excuse me, gentlemen, he says to the workers who all, like, nod and pick up their charcuterie boards and go, go walk away. Come on. Uh, <laughs> every mole gets a charcuterie board. That's my political uh, position. I do. I love charcuterie. Yorsky Pendergrass 2020, a charcuterie board for every worker. <laughs> and red wine, apparently. Optional. Austin prefers a fine grape juice. Um, <laughs> fucking. <laughs> yeah. Get off of here. Go away. Okay, so this is a very high stakes conversation that you cannot roll your way out of. Unfortunately, I know how much Chris and Lauren appreciate. All right, hold on. I'm gonna just roll something ahead of time. No, so Chris. If I can't later. roll for being charismatic, then you can't. This is a dude. I'm just doing. I just want it for fun. See, I got it. I don't know what that... Yeah, 20. That would be a really good. So I'm just going to go into it thinking I should be really good. Nothing. He's just... He's trying to psych me out. Okay. So you... Oh, okay. You have successfully saved the Orange Grove. And in response, uh, Pendergrass will answer any question you have. That's the deal. So you can get... Just one? Or like... This this episode, the audience won't know because I'll edit it to be beautiful. But this episode has been such a knife fight in a phone booth to record. <laughs> <laughs> Is it? Uh-huh. Uh, so you can ask him anything. This is a huge opportunity. So let's see if we can uh, get the critical shit out. I'm going to ask, where is my mother? Your mother, she leave Gorefields after uh, disagreement with myself. About what? About my lack of ambition. What was she looking to do? She was looking to... Uh, she was looking to get rid of your father. That is that why she needs a conduit. Your mother did not ever try to achieve conduit. She, she tried to make me, or rather, she encouraged me to make better use of mine. And when I did not, she left. She was disappointed. In me. Well, then I need to find her then. I need to know where she would go. That is a fair question. Uh, she did not tell me exactly, but I, I may have ideas and information that could help. Are you no longer convinced of your need for a conduit? No, I need a conduit. But if someone like you can get a conduit, then it can't be that hard. <laughs> Uh, uh, what is meaning by this? Well, you said it yourself. My mother was disappointed in you. Uh, 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 she needed you when you let her down. Fucking Jesus. My uh, uh, Sabrina, I think maybe you're being a little harsh there. My man's is getting stomped. He said it himself. Well, I mean, but you, you you, aren't your mother. You can't be disappointed in him without knowing what's going on. And, you know, if you want someone to help you, maybe don't... Be, being rude doesn't usually help, I found. It doesn't matter if I'm rude. We have a deal. That's this whole thing, right? You are it's, correct. And oh. I do not think there is anything you can say 
that will hurt me more than what I think about myself. So. Oh, okay. Well, never mind. The du- the Duke says conduits are a terrible burden. People think of them as power, but what they are are obsessions. You do not gain one. It consumes you. You forget other things in life, your childhood, your friends, your history. It eats away everything else you are until you are only this one thing. It is a curse, and your mother would not want you to have one. Then why is she looking for one? Because it is only with the power of a conduit that your father could be overthrown. Then it doesn't change anything. If, if my mother needs a conduit, then I'll become one. And I suppose that is where this conversation was always leading. I can help you become conduit, but it will not be easy. You will suffer greatly for the rest of your life, which will be unnaturally long. You will essentially be taking on a curse. I can do this for you with a heavy heart. And I do not think Frida would forgive me. I mean, why does it necessarily have to even be a curse? Uh, On some level, is Lola thinking about how she doesn't know her own age or if she has any family members or how she everyone in her life has basically been pushed away and how she tried to get close to Sabrina and just basically pelted her with fruit? Yes. Uh, and failed with the Hydra. Basically, what I'm saying, Lola, is you're... Lola's having a rough day. Yeah, your entire life is a motherfucking car crash, girl. And this guy... Oh, relatable. And this um. guy is kind of laying it out. And th- uh, this is me, Austin, peeling back the curtain. Chris, Sabrina can stay behind in the gore fields for a training montage and become a, a conduit. But that will involve uh, leaving the Finding Your Mom quest to the rest of the party. Hmm. Give him a chance to run See, away from us, he'll run. Th- no, but Austin's also playing to my deep desire to have training arcs. <laughs> Hold on. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry, I'm just... Go ahead. I mean, I'll, I'm also a, a big fan of the, the juicy tragedy of someone making a bad decision. <laughs> Make bad choices. Make bad choices. Make mistakes. I- I gotta listen to the, the, the OST of Goku leaving the hyperbolic time chamber to see if this hypes me up enough for it. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, so, I mean, this is where we are. Lola, do you have anything to say? Because, uh, basically, Duke Pendergrass is laying out how this will fuck up Sabrina's life, and you you have experience, so. I mean, it's, uh, it depends on what you make of it. I think becoming a conduit to kill your own father... To uh, I feel like that's a lot, uh, a little, a little much for. Uh, maybe don't make that your last goal. It's a bit much for a ten-year-old. I think you should have to wait until you're twenty-one to decide whether I'm gonna be. Yeah, you know your your brain isn't fully developed, so you can't be a conduit yet. No. Uh, I don't have time to wait till I'm 22. Go find your mom and go, hey, I found you. I can get a conduit. Is that okay? Get get parental permission. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, you know, I just, uh, 
I understand the want for power and how reading, you know, reading that she needed a conduit makes you think, that's what I can do to help, but uh, consider this, uh, White Wolf, if she wanted you to be the one who got the conduit, she probably would have said that. She'd been like, hey, I would love Sabrina to be a conduit, but she did not want that. She wants you to be, I'm assuming, as a mother, she probably wants you to be safe. And you becoming the weapon is uh, kind of the antithesis of all of that. I, I do not know what she wants in her heart, but I do know her o- other option, if she could not find conduit to defeat your father, was to try to escape Wormwood altogether. Uh, she had heard talk in Absinthia to the north of a, a piece of the old world, which is there. And thought maybe she could escape into it. Do I have to give you my answer right now? No, you do not. I would not tarry long, though. Your life... Life on the salt flats can be abruptly cut short. And training will take long time. So, do not tarry long. I just need to talk to someone first. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think basically the Gorefield's arc is going to take a, a turn into this iron mine assault dungeon and then come back here for this decision, which is very interesting because these two these plot lines of the rebellion mm. and Sabrina's mother are like weaving, weaving, weaving more and more every episode. Good shit. Yeah. So why did my mom come to see you to begin with? Was it just because you had a conduit? Yes, I believe so. She knows Conduit makes people powerful. She came seeking my help. And although she was kind to me, ultimately I could not give her what she wanted. I give these moles better life, certainly better than slavery, but I do not have courage, perhaps, to destroy current system how did you get your conduit who taught you part of the curse is not knowing where obsession began it is it feels as if it has always been there eating away everything else i was it's making deals small changes reforms little by little becoming obsessed with easing suffering but never, never upsetting status quo. This became who I was. One moment I was not conduit, next I was. There was no one... It is hard to explain, but if, it, if there was just a thing you could do, if there was the ritual or uh, words you could speak, everyone would do it, but it is not that. It is something you become when there is nothing else left of you. If we stop Father, I mean, the God King, would you help us? If I chose a side, if I did not compromise between God King and subjects, what would be left of me? Are you scared? Always. Every hour of every day. (laughs) Oh, can I ask? Do you know what my father's conduit is? Oh, that's a good question. Yes. 
God King Wolflum is conduit of potential. What does that mean? Perhaps you have seen travelers who fall asleep on salt? Yeah. They die. They do not die, but they do not awaken. Are they like Schrodinger zombies or something? No, they are stripped of their will to live, of their potential. Eventually they wither and die, but they're not killed outright. Oh, so it's like depression. So the God King's taking their potential? So it's like he's giving them clinical depression. I mean, yeah, kind of, yeah. That's basically what's happening. Oh, God, no. His his power is to demoralize the people. And Fuck. He, so yeah, I mean, Pendergrass tells you that he uses that potential to fuel his, his control over the salt. It's like a vicious cycle. The more power he gets over salt as a salt genasi, the more powerful his influence as a conduit becomes as he takes people's potential and uses it to become more powerful. Oh, that sucks. This obsession is what drives him to have perfect child. The potential of a perfect legacy. So if I don't have a conduit, he's just going to keep having kids anyway until he has one. That is nature of conduit. It is all-consuming. He cannot be swayed, just as I cannot be. I want I want Sandra to have an egg so I can offer him an egg in this trying time. <laughs> okay. Can I throw an egg at him in this trying time? She's not just like popping out eggs all day. She's got she's got her own life. That's what chickens do. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna give him an egg in this trying. Would you like an egg in this trying time? I wonder if it'll look like a fox or a chicken or both. All right. Vindros, Corton, and Gentleman Bramwell, you're in a choking cloud of black smoke. They're <laughs> much less fun. <laughs> Bramwell, you just got stabbed in the back. What do all of you do? Turn around and look to see who yeah. stabbed it. I mean, it's the you're in this black smoke, so you can't really see anything right now. Oh, oh, I have an idea. Uh, Vindros is going to do a standing leap directly upwards to try and get a sense of... What attacked us and which direction is it? Try and jump up out of that cloud. Interesting. Okay, uh, acrobatics. Uh, I think I get advantage on that. Yes, I do. Fifteen. All right, so Avindros, you leap up out of the out of the cloud of gas, and I think you like land on the like the part of the barn, which I think is called a hayloft, right? It like looks out over like yeah, yeah. a window, mm-hmm. so you can see the the, the cloud clearly. Bramwell and Corton are still in the middle; they're still choking as they're being stabbed. But you get out of the cloud, and you can see it from above, and you can also see what's entering it, which are uh, wave after wave of scarecrow. Huh. Oh, I like these dudes. They're the best. Uh, roll initiative. <laughs> <laughs>